Hello everyone, welcome to MMA at Midnight. I'm your host, Sean Yuretzian, and this is our UFC on Fox Orlando post-fight special. The main event was Jeremy Stevens versus Josh Emmett. It was a crazy finish, a crazy knockout. We're going to get into that and also the, the other exciting fights on the card. Um, let's start off with the main event. Um, yeah, Jeremy Stevens ended up uh, finishing Josh Emmett with like a series of elbows. You know, he caught him. You know, people said he caught him with a knee. I, I think it grazed him, but I don't necessarily think it did any damage. But it did look like it grazed off, off like the like the the back part of his head. But it wasn't. I don't think it was a damaging shot, but the, I still do believe the referee should have stepped in. We're gonna get into that in a second. Um, he hit him with that, and then um, he ended up finishing off with the sick diving elbow, and then another elbow after that. It was kind of reminiscent to um, Dan Henderson diving like elbow on uh, Michael Bisbing when he knocked him out at UFC 100. So um, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, Jeremy Stevens, and um, it was a sick, vicious knockout. Um, Josh Emmett was out cold, and he ended up hitting him with another elbow after the diving elbow to finish it off, to finish him off. And, yeah, that one was definitely uncalled for, but Jeremy Stevens is just one of those guys where you can tell he just goes, like, you know, he goes nuts, like, when he gets, like, he sees, like, a guy hurt. Like, he just goes crazy. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's not, like, he doesn't seem like a bad dude, but, yeah, he just, yeah, he just, like, kind of lost control there. He just, like, started going crazy. Um, yeah, it was a violent knockout. Those last two elbows, the diving elbow and then the one after, like, those were violent. Like, those were nasty elbows. Um, they ended up carrying Josh Emmett out on a stretcher. You know, I hope he's all right. Yeah. Um, there were those elbows to the back of the head on the finishing sequence. I think did more damage than the knee. I think the knee, like I said earlier, it just grazed. But um, the, the those elbows... Um, earlier before that from in the part of the finishing sequence that was um, to the back of the head I know Josh Emmett turned but it's the referee's job to step in you know there was two fouls and nothing was said I know this happens a lot in MMA we just if there's a foul during a finishing sequence it all of a sudden gets cancelled out we see it all the time like if a guy like Travis Brown like elbows guys to the back of the head and knocks them out it's okay because it's a knockout like the penalty is just ignored uh, this happens a lot in MMA. Uh, it's up to the referees. It's not the fighters' fault. The fighters are just doing what they do. So the referee's got to got to definitely. If if it's a foul, he's got to take the point away. He knows the rules better than we do. If it's a foul, he needs to stop the fight, you know, and, and do whatever's necessary in that situation. So um, that that um, earlier in the first round, Jeremy Stevens actually got rocked. Uh, Josh Emmett. Uh, uh, hit him with a sick hook. Um, I tweeted it out. Yeah, Jeremy Stevens um, during the fight uh, went for a, like that uppercut that he knocked out Rafael Dos Anjos with. And when he missed, yeah, Josh Emmett just hit him with a sick hook. Yeah, I tweeted that out during the fight. Um, I always do live tweets during the fights. You can follow me at, at Sean Yaretzian on Twitter. Um, yeah, that, that was something I noticed that, that happened. And yeah, Jeremy Stevens was hurt hurt early in that fight in that first round so um he did really good coming back uh josh emmett is tough as hell it was a really good fight um that knockout at the end was sick it, it was a nasty knockout um and you know like we said there, there might have like you know been penalties that could have definitely called for the, the fight to be like paused you know maybe a point deduction or give josh emmett time to recover but like I said, MMA with finishing sequences, there's a lot of things that get overlooked. 
and that's that's not the fighter's fault. It's it's up to the referees. So um, move on from that. Um, in the co-main event, we had Jessica Andrade versus Tisha Torres. This was a really exciting fight. Uh, Jessica Andrade ended up winning a unanimous decision. She did really good. Her strikes were good. Her takedowns were awesome. She out-wrestled Tisha Torres like... It, it was unbelievable. And Tisha Torres is a really good wrestler. It, it was a really solid performance from Jessica Andrade. And it was an exciting fight as well. Just because it had a lot of takedowns doesn't mean it was boring. If you didn't see the fight, it's still exciting. You should go back and watch it because it was, it was really impressive performance. And Tisha Torres is always game. She never gives up. So it was a good fight. Uh, the fight before that, we had uh, Alir Latifi versus OSP. This was this was an incredible finish, an incredible shocker. Um, Alir Latifi ended up rocking uh, OSP with a hook. You know, he hit him with a few more punches, backed him up against the cage, and then he caught him with a standing guillotine and choked OSP out completely cold. Um, it, it was a sick guillotine. It was a, some sick heavy uh, punches by Alir Latifi. This was a good performance by him. After that, he, he respectfully called out Daniel Cormier. You know, he wants a title shot. But Cormier's fighting uh, Miocic in the summertime, so he's probably going to have to take another fight or two. And, you know, at least now he can just continue moving up the ranks. Maybe later, towards the end of the year, he might be able to get a title shot, depending on if uh, DC wins, he might stay at heavyweight, or if they have an interim belt or whatever it is. He definitely threw his name in the, um, name in the hat now for the drawing. Um, he's up there. Um, I hopefully, if he gets another opponent, it is someone that's higher ranked than him. Um, so great performance by Alir Latifi. Sick finish. Um, then OSP's a tough opponent. He he's no joke. You know he can knock you out. He can submit you. So uh, really good performance by Alir Latifi. Uh, before that, and that other fight we of the first fight of the main card, we had uh, Mike Perry versus Max Griffin. This was uh, everyone was expecting a nice slugfest, and there was there was a lot of punches thrown. Um, both guys uh, ended up eating strikes, but Max Griffin put on a hell of a performance. He busted up Mike Perry. He was catching him. He was landing kicks, punches. You know his movement was good. He was really smart when they clinched up. It seemed. Um, it seemed like Max Griffin had a really good game plan coming into this. Mike Perry, you know, he had heavy hands. You know, he did land, like, some some uh, some shots. You know, we know he has that knockout power, but I don't know. It just it didn't, it didn't seem like he could get his rhythm. It seemed like Max Griffin had, like I said, a great game plan. He did everything he needed to to slow down uh, Mike Perry, and um, he won the unanimous decision. Mike Perry needs to go back to the drawing boards. You know, if he's just going to slug it out and want to fight guys that are, like, going to stand in the pocket with them, um, there's very few guys that are going to do that. There's a lot of strikers, but guys like Max Griffin who are aware of it, you know, they're going to move in and out. You know, they're going to mix it up, different types of strikes. They're not just going to sit and sit there and swing and brawl with you. So uh, Mike Perry needs to, to make some adjustments, and we'll see, you know, if, if he can do that. Um, on the prelims, uh, we had Brian Kelleher versus Henan Barrow. I was really looking forward to this fight. Uh, Henan Barrow, he looked good early, but it still seems like there's something missing. Like, I don't know, like, it's, he, he is, like, maybe, like, his time is, like, kind of, like, slowly, like, you know, dwindling away, like, his career. But um, Brian Kelleher did really good. He had a good game plan as well. He rocked uh, Henan Barrow. He almost knocked him out. Uh, multiple times in the third round it was just like 
I don't even know how Henan Barrow was, was even standing, like, at the end of that fight. Like, he ate so many punches, like, as the clock was winding down. It, it was nasty. Like, Henan Barrow, like, I feel bad, like, because he is, like, such a good fighter. His technique is good, but it just seems like something's missing. He can't put it together. You know, it, you know, he did, he had, like, moments where he looked like the old Tim. He was landing the leg kicks and the combinations moving in and out. But then, yeah, there's those other moments where he just starts eating punches and he just starts scrambling and backing up. And it's, um, yeah, it, it doesn't look good. When you see it happen, it's just like, oh, no, not this again. <laughs> it's just like, no, Hannah, no, don't do this again. But, yeah. <laughs> so, good performance by Brian Kelleher. And, um, I don't know, we'll see where Hennon Burrell goes from here. Um, I do have to say he did look, Hennon did look better in this fight than he did uh, previously in some of his other fights. But I don't know, like I said, yeah, we have to see if he's going to be able to make a recovery or if this is just his career is just ending. Um, in the next fight, we had Sarah McMahon versus Marion Renault. Um, Marion Renault had an amazing performance. Um, she hit Sarah McMahon with some good punches, and she ended up taking it to the ground and finishing uh, Sarah McMahon with a triangle choke. Um, it looked like Sarah McMahon pretty much after she got rocked like her her heart wasn't into it she was already like she's just like oh no i got hit you know <laughs> and she's just like you know marion renault like started putting the triangle on and sarah mcmahon didn't even try to escape she's just like oh okay yeah i'll just i'll just sit here until she tightens it up and you know and gets the choke and then i'll tap like she she didn't look like anyone in a hurry to get out of it didn't panic didn't look like someone who like who couldn't who felt like they couldn't lose this fight who's like gonna do whatever it takes to win that was none of that with her um that's sad to see because she is such a good competitor but we've seen that like she just like kind of quit we've seen it before with her um but great performance from marion renault i don't want to take anything away from her she did land those strikes she did finish with the submission so 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 really that's really good performance for her um we also had uh some sick knockouts on the prelims as well uh we had alan joban knocking out ben saunders this was a sick knockout he ended up landing a inside low kick and then uh as it took like uh ben saunders leg out from under him he, he tried to like get his balance again rotate and alan joban just hit him with a sick left straight and ended up knocking him out uh knocking him out cold and then uh ben saunders leg was like folded up under him kind of like how uh mirko's leg was uh similar to that uh, when he got KO'd by Gabriel Gonzaga. Um, really good performance by Alan Joban. It, it was a highlight reel knockout. Um, I think they have it on the UFC on Fox um, YouTube channel. They put like the, their highlights up on after that. And that's another feature I like. I like how UFC on Fox, they put like the interviews, the the finishes, all the stuff from the, the fights on Fox on their YouTube channel. Like They get them up like pretty quick, which is really good. Um, there was also um, Sam Alvey uh, uh, knocked out Marcin Parchnio. Um, Sam Alvey, like, yeah, he moved up to 205 for this one. He missed weight at 185. But, you know, he is a really good, well-rounded fighter. His striking, his wrestling, you know, he never made it to, like, a top level. He's not that type of guy. But as far as, like, well-rounded guys go and, like, solid fighters, like, he's definitely up there. Um, yeah, Parchneo, he just, like, <laughs> he ate, like, a bunch of punches, and he's just like, okay, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep coming forward with his hands down. He just like walked, he just started walking towards Sam Alvey, and Sam Alvey's like, all right, you know, and just like knocked him out. It was, it was pretty ridiculous. Like I don't know how this dude like has that record that he has getting to the UFC without not knowing to like keep his hands up, especially when he's rocked and the guy's like, you know, landing at will. Like why would you do that? It makes no sense. And the, he, it's not only that he has hands were down. He moved into range. You don't move into someone's range with your hands down like that. Like, you know, he didn't have any head movement ready or anything. He was just like, heads right in the middle, just walking forward, chin straight up. Like, <laughs> like you don't walk into range like that. Like, you need to... He If he doesn't understand his own range, I don't know how he's going to understand his opponent's range. Like, there's a, there's a huge flaw in that guy's game. You know, he was rocked, but even if you're rocked, you should learn to not, you know, you should you should be trained to think differently. You should be, you know, not have that, like, mindless set, mindset where you just, like, charge forward with, like, no strategy whatsoever. So that guy's got some really big holes in his game that he needs to fix. That's, that's bad. Um, like I said, I don't know how he has the record that he has to get to the UFC, but... Um, Good, good knockout by Sam Alvey. That was sick. Um, also, we had on the um, prelims, uh, Yanni, uh, uh, Yaya, he, uh, he got a sick uh, head and arm choke on Russell Doan. Um, this was a really good finish. Um, he got a really good reversal, too. Russell Doan was on top at one point. He got a sick reversal on him, and then uh, he ended up getting uh, the head and arm choke on him. Which is, everyone knows, like, if you've been watching him fight from WEC to in Japan, like, he's got six submissions. So, um, great performance by Ronnie Yaya. Um, good submission. This fight card, it was really fun. I enjoyed watching all the fights. Like, like there was the knockouts, the submissions, you know, the, the sick battles, the wars. Um, it was a good fight, fight night overall. Um, I actually love these UFC on uh, Big Fox because... They finished early. On the East Coast, it was done by, like, 10.30. Um, when it's on, like, FS1, like, sometimes it doesn't finish to, like, 1, 1.30. And FS1 kills us with the commercials. I, I It's, like, unbearable to watch the UFC on the, the fight nights on FS1 with all those commercials. At least on Big Fox, it doesn't have as many commercials, and the fights move along pretty quick. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was early. Like, it, it's not like it, uh, for East Coast viewers, you're going to have to stay up all night to, to watch the fights. So it was really fun. Um, I hope if they do more like this if they when they get the new TV deal maybe depending on what channel obviously I know Fox does it so they can be done and have like their 10 o'clock news and stuff on the East Coast that's what they try to finish the fights in time for um, that would be nice whatever their TV deal is or whatever the streaming service early fight times are good you know no one wants to stay up to like 1, 2, 3 in the morning to watch for like commercials <laughs> and then some fights <laughs> so um yeah it was a great great uh night of fights a lot of fun um thank you guys for joining me subscribe to the channel like the video follow me on twitter at shot and i always do live um tweets during the fights um every week I'll, i do an episode of mma at midnight and the big events or anything exciting you know i'm going to be doing a post fight special talking about it so stay tuned for any of those and thank you guys bye